Welcome to Fresh Take, where we at Florida Organic Growers speak to food systems experts about topics related to organic and sustainable agriculture, healthy lifestyles, and the environment. To help us continue our programs at FOG, including our podcast, consider becoming a sponsor. For more information on sponsorship, check out our Get Involved page on our website, www.foginfo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of Fresh Take, brought to you by Florida Organic Growers 2024 Organic Food and Farming Summit. Summit passes are currently on sale. Find out more information about the summit and get your tickets at www.foginfo.org summit. Today, we'll be talking about FOG's newest project, the Florida Local Food Network. We'll discover how the network serves as a catalyst for change, uniting local food champions across the state and empowering them to make a lasting impact. I'm Andy Emrich, Programs Manager at FOG, and I'm filling in as host today as we have a very special guest, our very own Lana Chahabadeen, Assistant Programs Manager and Local Food Project Coordinator. Lana, thank you for being here as a guest. Thank you for hosting, Andy, and switching it up today. (laughs) (laughs) It's my pleasure. I really would love to start off by having you introduce yourself and your role here at FOG and what what it is that you do, as well as give us a little background on who you are and how you came to be at FOG. Absolutely. So I joined FOG uh, pretty recently and was chosen specifically for this Florida Local Food Project. I think I had a really great connection with the Florida community in doing a lot of different projects across the state. Specifically, I helped manage some community initiatives related to youth called Cooking Matters in South Florida. I also assisted with a healthy restaurant and faith and wellness initiative through Live Healthy Miami Gardens and uh, worked on a couple of different other projects as well. And I've always felt a huge connection to food and community. And so this project and the work that Fog does really just resonated with me. And I felt that there was a really good opportunity to address a huge gap with this project, which is having the ability to form a space where folks across the local food system can come together and connect. So to me, this was something that I felt super excited and thrilled to be a part of because through my master's program in food systems and society, I came across a term called weavers, which pretty much is identifying someone who is connecting all of the dots across the food system. And that's something that I I always felt that I was in terms of mm-hmm. connecting people, connecting to projects, and you know, having that kind of title in the back of my head was something that I was like, you know what? I think this is actually what I'm meant to do. So I'm happy to be here and really start to push the needle forward on this. I love that. I wonder if we should change your official title to Weaver. (laughs) I know. That would be fun. Well, we are so glad that you're here and that you've taken this project on with such force. Um, it's, It's just really wonderful to have you. We're glad we found you. I'd love to get into a little bit more about the Florida Local Food Network and if you could talk to us a little bit about the importance of local and I know you touched on that, but, you know, really in connection with the Florida Local Food Network and what you're doing to make those connections. Yeah, so local is something that I is an interesting term because I think there is a lot of different definitions of what local food is. And so 
for this project specifically, since we are focused on Florida, we are definitely going with the USDA definition as local food being grown within the state of Florida and or within 50 miles of the border. But beyond that, we we feel like the importance of local should be highlighted only because we obviously see a lot of different benefits of driving forward the local food movement from benefiting the local farmers and the Florida food economy to also benefiting the environment. There's a lot of different advantages to focusing on food that's grown in your own community. And also the third thing that I think is often neglected when talking about local is the the nutritional benefits of consuming local food. Because as someone with a background in nutrition and plant-based nutrition specifically, it's something that a lot of people I don't think really know, which is when you're picking food and it's kind of staying in either a fridge or freezer and it's, you know, days go by, weeks go by, by the time it gets to your plate and the grocery store, the nutritional value gradually decreases. Mm. And so that to me is something that we, I don't often hear about or see in a lot of the conversations that are talking about local food. So that's something that I think the community really needs to be aware of. And, you know, understanding that when you are buying local, sometimes the cost is higher. And that is because of all of the work, you know, behind making sure that our food that's grown in the state also can be can stay in the state. And Mm -hmm. all of the, you know, labor workforce and all of the, the work that it takes to get it to the point where we can now consume it is something that is overlooked oftentimes. So I think Hmm. It's important to recognize that we are investing in ourselves and our own health when we purchase local foods as well. Right. Yeah, definitely. And can you talk to what this project is about in terms of supporting those local food systems and um, what we're trying to do with the Florida Local Food Project? Yes. So with the Florida Local Food Project, as a USDA-funded initiative, we are basically trying to connect the local farmers with the local food entrepreneurs and restaurateurs. Those are the three biggest sectors that we're focusing on as we see a need for those three entities to be connected as much as possible. And and the reason for that is we have, as of the 2017 USDA consensus, there's 47,000 farms in the state of Florida and wow. and 41,000 restaurants, which makes wow. Florida the fourth largest restaurant state. And that's that's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a ton of opportunity here to really draw the lines between these folks that are doing, you know, really great work with growing, promoting, providing local food. And those are the local food key actors that we're really honing in on. So this platform that we're developing called the Florida Local Food Network is the place for folks to come together virtually and be able to connect, build business-to-business relationships, share what they're doing with their own business, including the events and other resources that they might have put together themselves 
and just have a, you know, an open community where we can actually discuss uh, what's going on in the local food system. It all sounds great. I'd love to hear more about the network and how it works. You said it's an online platform, so it's its own site. How does it work? How do people uh, get involved and what is what are they doing, you know, day to day in terms of making those connections? How how is that functioning? That's a great question. So we basically have spent months trying to research a platform that really hits all of the nails on the head in terms of different features that we think are really important for community mobilization. So mm-hmm. we've come across one platform that has really stood out to us. And this is an open source platform called Hilo. And it was designed specifically for community mobilization. And it had food players in mind. So all of the features wow. that were created, you know, were designed purposefully for this type of community. And this came out of mm-hmm. the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, a group out there are the ones that really pioneered this. And so Luckily, we came across it and had the opportunity to build the Florida Local Food Network on that website platform. So it is a standalone website, but it's also a mobile app. So once people join the Florida Local Food Project through our website and are added to our database, they'll then get the invitation via email to join the actual network and create a profile and, you know, have the opportunity to start connecting to people through the stream, through private messaging and different options in there. Fantastic. Sounds really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is really exciting. And I think it's something to note that once you are in the platform and kind of why it differentiates itself from the social media platforms that are very popular today Mm-hmm. is those specific features that I mentioned that are really designed to start sparking those food conversations. So instead of just creating a post about just a general discussion question, you can create posts that are that are listed as requests, that are listed as offers, mm. resources, projects. So it's designated and within each of those types of posts, you can have a timeline. So for instance, if you are a farmer and you're growing tropical fruit in Miami, you can put a offer post that says, you know, I have two pallets of guava that I'm looking to sell to a restaurateur by the end of this month. And you can put a timeline, a time frame, and it'll show up as an open offer in the platform. So it's a really cool feature that will enable those kinds of connections and direct transactions to take place. That's fantastic. I think that's something that's so needed, not just like you said, this discussion, but actually making those transactions really um, to get food, local food to where it needs to be exactly in our local communities. Yeah. That's awesome. And so who is eligible to join this network and, and the Hilo platform? There's several criteria that we have put together uh, with an advisory committee of a few different organizations. So Feeding Florida, the University of Florida, and the Florida Food Policy Council are all steerheading this project with us. And we've decided that 
to be eligible for this, you first and foremost need to be interested in expanding your local food business connections. That's that's number one. You have to be based in the state of Florida and or along the border. We are pretty much going to be assessing the folks outside of Florida on a case-by-case basis. And so there might be exceptions, especially if someone moves from the state to another one, but still has businesses in Florida or used to be a native, you know, there are, those are things that we are open to consider. But in terms of the role, we are looking for folks that are currently growing, promoting, or selling locally grown foods. And as I mentioned before, those uh, specific sectors we're targeting are farmers, chefs, and, and entrepreneurs, but we're also incorporating other outside key sectors such as nonprofits, government entities, universities, food hubs, manufacturers, and distributors. Uh, So there's obviously a large number of roles that exist in the local food system, Mm -hmm. but we want to make sure that you are active in terms of operational status or just starting out because we know a lot of folks are very new to the industry as a farmer Mm -hmm. or restaurateur, and they still want to start building those connections. So this platform is a really good opportunity for that. And the last criteria is that we are really trying to focus on the marginalized local food actors, um, the small farms, the BIPOC community members that really don't have access to a lot of these types of resources and using this platform as a way to bridge that gap. That's excellent. And I'm so glad to hear that nonprofits and those government entities, universities and and the like are all included as well, because we know that there are so many amazing organizations out there already working towards these similar goals of getting local food or keeping local food in in the local communities. Yes. So it's great to have all of those actors be a part of this. Yeah, we identified a really big opportunity there because it just seems that a lot of those other entities are still very well connected and doing the work on the ground. And so Mm -hmm. we really don't want to leave anyone out, anyone that's uh, doing those, you know, three things, growing, promoting, selling, we really are interested in having them be a part of this. That's excellent. I know you've done a lot of work in reaching out with two local food actors and, and researching needs and barriers, and you've been able to collect some data on that. Can you go over some of the highlights of what you've collected? Yes. So over the last several months, we really spent a lot of effort in terms of conducting research in collecting those needs and barriers from various folks across the state. We spent you know, time putting together focus groups, interviews, and different types of meetings to really assess what the biggest things were in terms of trends and themes popping up for folks. And we put together our annual report for the first year. And it turns out that some of the top needs include local sourcing, help with local sourcing, and finding authentic local food producers. It also listed market management and support in addition to building relationships and community. One thing that really stood out to us was the need for people to have a place to access information and resources. And so Mm -hmm. this network was something that we felt would be an amazing place to be able to share all of those things. And so what we've done 
now on the network is we've created a new separate tab specifically for resources. So any key documents um, are going to be shared through that specific tab. And obviously through different virtual trainings that we're going to be putting together, the recordings for those will also be uh, aligned with the resource page. So um, the needs really are, you know, they, they say a lot in terms of what is what is really needed in the Florida local food system. I think there's a lot of opportunity for folks to connect because in different parts of the state, we see people growing um, different types of foods. And there is a really cool uh, connection that we can make between, you know, making sure that foods grown in the north part of the state, northern part of the state, are mm -hmm. able to be utilized in the southern part of the state and vice versa. So being able mm. to share those resources grown is a really important thing. So streamlining that value chain and enabling that to kind of flow from the top to the bottom is where mm -hmm. I see this network really coming into play. Um, mm. And then for the barriers, we have found that some of the biggest barriers include financial constraints and funding. So a lot of mm -hmm. farmers and even farmers market managers have trouble with finding the funding to keep their operation going. So that's something that we hope to also yeah. be sharing tons of information of through grants and different funding opportunities. And then also having assistance with logistics and supply chain challenges and bridging the knowledge gaps. So mm -hmm. we're definitely focusing on educating the community as much as we can, especially through the virtual trainings and events that we're going to be putting on. Mm -hmm. And we definitely want to be uh, addressing those supply chain challenges through this network by providing this platform kind of as like a middleman for, mm -hmm. you know, enabling some of those transactions to take place. And, and also just sharing resources or solutions to how we can make those challenges disappear through, you know, ways that folks have, if folks have already figured it out, if there's, you know, some solutions that are, you know, replicable, there's, there's a lot of different things that can be shared. And we, we want this community to be as collaborative and, mm -hmm. you know, open as possible. I love it. I, I really love the focus on the practical solutions, you know, that's you're providing resources and education and all that, but there, there still is all of this very practical day-to-day -day stuff that needs to happen for farmers and local producers to, to make those transactions happen and connections. That's really exciting. Now, and I know that you have been testing the site out uh, over the last couple of months. Yes. Um, are there any insights that you've gotten from the folks that have uh been so kind to you know take some time to to test the site and also when are folks when does it launch when is it available for folks to use yeah i think so i mean during our testing phase we definitely wanted to make sure that we had some considerable feedback on the platform before we decided to move forward with it so we we went through a couple of different pilot uh beta testing rounds with our own FOG team and with some local food key actors that we had connected to this year. And overall, we had really great feedback 
from both rounds and mostly on the on the side of the platform being very user friendly, being really easy to navigate and also just, you know, being folks being kind of blown away by the complexity in terms of the comprehensiveness that has kind of been built into the platform and all the things that have been thought through by the developers. So we did receive a testimonial from Katie Delaney, who's from Feeding Florida. She said, I love the Hilo platform for resource sharing and collaboration. It's especially useful for growers, producers, and local food businesses to connect and maintain working relationships. It's easy to sign up and it's really user-friendly. I also love that it's an open source platform and has the potential to evolve to meet the growing needs of the Florida Local Food Network's users. And so, wow, yeah, that's <laughs> a good review. A really great, really great <laughs> review that we got from Katie. And I've had a lot of conversations with folks that are, have joined the network and are kind of just a little bit overwhelmed with all of the great options mm-hmm. that it provides. So we really are excited about what this platform is capable of doing, especially the creation of interest groups within the network. So folks that are interested in different topics like food recovery, mm-hmm. seed saving, there are opportunities to create more groups and expand those pretty much connections with folks that are really dialed in to some of those mm-hmm. niche areas. It sounds really exciting. And so are folks able to join the network now? Absolutely. Or what's the timeline? Yes. Yeah. So as soon as people have joined the Florida Local Food Project database, which is basically just our, on the on the FOG website, if you go to programs and hit Florida Local Food Project, there is an embedded sign-up form on the website page. So once you submit your information through there, you will be added to our database so that you can receive communications and updates on the project. And once we have your information in that database is when you will receive an email welcoming you to the network and obviously the invitation to actually join the Florida Local Food Network and create your profile and and kind of take those necessary steps to optimize your experience. Great. And if anyone has questions, if I know it's, you've made sure that it's quite easy to sign up and streamline, but if anybody has questions or if there's anyone out there that's looking to maybe be a partner, can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. My email is lana at foginfo.org. We have just opened up the opportunity of becoming a partner on this project as well. So we are really excited about the opportunity to have more folks join us and expand this really awesome initiative. So please reach out to me if you have any interest and being a part of this, especially for, you know, events and, you know, connecting to different folks through our virtual trainings. We have a lot of opportunities to even become a speaker or an educator through a lot of different event channels. So that's another thing. And we have a really big event coming up on January 18th. That's our platform training and kickoff event. So on our FOG website, you will also be able to find that And in the podcast resources, you will be able to find the link to register for that event and connect to folks on the network. 
Well, great. I think we're all really excited to see some new folks roll in and start using the platform. It's a really exciting project. We're so happy to have you on it. And thank you so much for sharing everything about the Florida Local Food Project with us today. Thanks so much, Andy. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see who kind of funnels in. Well, thank you all for joining us on Fresh Take this week. Make sure to follow us and join us next time as we continue to uncover stories, innovations, and endeavors shaping our local food communities. Until then, keep connecting, collaborating, and championing the local food movement. And thank you again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Florida Organic Growers is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So to keep our content available and free to the public, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen and consider making a tax-deductible donation or become a sponsor. Learn more about our work and how you can become a sponsor from our website, www.foginfo.org.